Welcome back to True North Talk. This is season two, episode eight of the podcast. And this episode, we have some pretty exciting updates for everybody. So as you guys have known, uh, we've discussed some some changes we'll be making to True North, really going from season one to season two. And you've seen some of those ramp up here. Um, just different kind of structure to the show. Really like where that's been going and, and just pretty happy with those results so far. Uh, something we still want to do is, is have more guests on and we're working on that actively. But uh, also have a, a pretty big update for everybody for this episode. So uh, just to brief you guys, we're going to later get in the show into our original topic, which was going to be the power of the tongue and speech and its effect on our life. But first, um, Peter, we were just talking about this. And what we want to do is we want to um, kind of organize True North and give it some official structure. So this is something we're going to be working on in the coming weeks. You know, there's some legal things we have to do. There's some things we got to work on, but we really would like to formally establish True North Ministries and True North Talk, the podcast will fall under this umbrella. Also True North Media, technically. Um, I'm not exactly sure where True North Media is going to head. It, Peter, if you have any thoughts actually right now on that, you can you can talk on that. But I specifically don't have any, you know, any ideas as far as like besides the podcast, what do you see for True North Media in the coming months, if anything? You know, definitely no pressure, but any thoughts on that? I see it being kind of, Similar in a way, maybe potentially another outlet being what you're doing with Substack, with uh, Publius, being something where we write out our thoughts. Maybe we expand on what we talk about in a podcast because sometimes, at least for me, especially as a writer, there might be something that we talk about and then I'm like, oh, I think of this later. Afterwards, I want to talk about this and so maybe sometimes having like supplemental information or potentially even, you know, we talked about a little bit before the podcast started about a tool like this of doing uh, a transcription of our podcast and potentially that could be something that we could do where when we put in our recording of the podcast that we're doing right now we could also have potentially a transcript where people you know because it, it is possible maybe we have people who are interested who legitimately are for example deaf and can't hear who would maybe want to be able to read the podcast and, and see what we have to say um, that could certainly be an avenue from that for that um, I think when, whenever we do also take the route of doing video I think that would fall under soon. the umbrella, which is hopefully sooner. soon. Yeah, we're, we've been talking about that for a while, and I think it's just a matter of going out and actually executing it is kind of what what our goals are with that. Um, I, well, but, actually, executing finding my camera charger would be step one. <laughs> That'd be step one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having a fully charged camera because you're not going to be able to shoot anything <laughs> if the battery's dead. <laughs> yeah, or else we'd have to try. have three-minute podcasts. <laughs> right. Right. Or, yeah, or but, recording from a phone, which which isn't the poorest quality anymore. You know, phone phone video is pretty solid, but I think definitely. I think those would be things that kind of fall under True North Media, um, and whether those would be named True North Talk as well, I don't know the specifics of that. But yeah, um, I think I think. But to to emphasize the point, I'm sure you'll probably maybe go on into this a little bit more than than what you started with was True North Ministries. You know, we want this to be. We, we do feel like we, we believe and we know that we're providing, you know, insightful stuff. We're providing things to hopefully drive, drive all of you closer to, to Jesus Christ, to, to a relationship with God. Um, but we definitely want to be able to do that in ways that expand beyond just talking about it on the podcast. Not, not to minimize that, of course, in any way, but we do feel like we have, you know, Joe and I are both, 
young and in, in pretty pretty good physical shape and we both have an ability to you know minister for others and to to just show compassion and love for others and i think one of the best ways to do that would be true north uh, ministries and to be able to pour in not just physically too and, and doing actual projects and stuff like that but being able to just pour in maybe financially or, or whatever avenues might arise, I think is, is a really good opportunity. And I think honestly, we'd be wasting our God given abilities if we didn't do that. Yeah. And, and something that sparked me thinking about this was I was driving home from work and I, I don't know, I just had this kind of a pit, uh, is it epitome? Is that the right word? Epiphany. But I, epiphany. There we yeah. go. Epitome is like the pinnacle. I don't the know why ep- I thought about that. The epitome, yeah. The epitome of a situation, yeah. I had the epitome of an epiphany, okay? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was thinking like, you know, we give money to church. We, as Christians, we're, we're, we're supposed to, but we should want to give um, in the form of tithing and things like this. But I was like, you know, I really like what we're doing with True North. And I've had some ideas and, and we'll probably keep those closer to our hearts for a while as far as projects we want to do until we get this, uh, this formalized. But why not give to our ministry that we're building? You know, I, I fully support giving to the local church. And I'm never going to stop giving to my local church. But I think it's completely reasonable and honestly excites me to be able to, to use some more of the money I'm already giving and want to give towards a ministry I believe in and something I'm excited about building along with you. So, you know, this is, this is something I think will be a big step for our ministry in general. And I would like to start looking at, you know, more tangible projects that we can work on uh, while also building this podcast and this show. And honestly, you know, we've been doing this for what it's coming up on what two years almost right it is kind of yeah, crazy to say recorded that in like december of 2021 was probably the first episode yeah yeah it was like and, right before new year's or right before christmas yeah right right before the um i think before the college football playoff right when michigan been, was yeah. against georgia competing. yeah yeah that was that, that wasn't a good result but no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but you know i say that because we've built a good amount of consistency here mm-hmm. with true north talk and we put in the work here for a while but i I, I just think it's time to start revving things up. And that was the goal of season two. To be quite honest, there was there were a lot of life changes happening in my life that have prevented me. And to a certain degree, I'm still kind of coming out of that season, but really did not allow me to have the mental capacity to focus on building this fully. So I'm kind of excited to get to work. And yeah, I just think everybody who's listening to our show and our podcast have been supporting us is going to be very happy and, and pretty excited hopefully to come along on this ride with us for true north ministries so i don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about i know we we had a conversation prior to recording but that's pretty much uh i think what i want to share yeah i think again just to kind of hammer home the point that you know we've talked the talk so to speak but now we really do want to walk the walk and i know you know i feel like i always see it with with youtubers or even in other podcasts where people talk about oh we're going to take these steps but you know i think we're becoming more aware that it is it's about time to start taking those strides and again it's a big part of it is because things did come up in our lives especially joe's um that that kind of prevented those steps for a bit but i think it's it's a good time a good season you know coming up on the holiday season potentially there could be opportunities with that um you know i'll I'll leave it at that because that'll be something that joe and i'll figure out figure out between ourselves and and you'll, you'll you'll definitely find out you know when when those things are happening but for now, I'm and just that's excited why, to go down that path. 
Yeah. And, and really along lines of today's episode, the topic of, of speech, that's why I think it's important to share these things, but also to keep it limited so that, you know, things we're working on, we're allowed to work on them and, and kind of keep those close to our hearts before we fully put it out there. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's where the details are on the projects we want to do is we have ideas. We talked about ideas before the show, but we'd like to keep those kind of closer to our heart before we work through some of this. Um, you could almost call it I don't want to say bureaucracy, but there are steps you have to take in order to formalize something like a ministry. So, um, yeah, there's some things we're working on, but today's topic is going to be the power of the tongue and speech. Um, this episode's probably been in the works for what, a year (laughs) in some capacity. Yeah. I feel like we've, we've had a lot of conversations, probably some of these verses that we're going to be reading some of the passages we've probably referenced before, but I think we both, especially especially you, Joe. I know this is one that you wanted to be. You know, we were even gonna, we were. You know, I'll, I'll let you listeners in on something. We were gonna record this, and Joe was like, you know, when we record that, I want to be fully prepared for it. And so we spent a little bit more time really preparing for this episode. Again, we're probably gonna pull some verses that we've referenced before, but we kind of, you know, realized I think that we hadn't really devoted an entire episode to focusing on the power of speech, the power of the tongue, and just how important are are the words that we use are. And so, yeah, in this episode, I think it'll be, it'll be a really important episode. I think it's always important to be aware because, you know, what's, what's in the heart will come flowing out of the mouth. So I think it's, it's a good kind of wake up call potentially at some times. I know sometimes for myself, I definitely can struggle in this area at times. And so I think it'll be, it'll be good to talk about this today. Yeah. And there's a couple things I have considered starting off this show with, but something that I want to talk about, just an opening point and kind of rule that was actually in my house growing up. Something my dad emphasized with us was he would say the word can't, the word can't does not exist in our vocabulary. Okay. We don't say that word in this house. We don't say, I can't do this. I can't do that. He ingrained into our minds that whatever we put our mind to, we could accomplish. And, you know, that kind of starts in your mind, but also with this, with this topic of speech, you know, our speech can overcome our thoughts. Our speech can direct our thoughts. Clearly in this life, you know, all animals, well, maybe you could say animals aren't, they're not self-aware, but like we can have thoughts that are not reality. We can have thoughts that, you know, they, they're not our own thoughts, right? Our, our thoughts can be influenced by, by demonic spirits. They can be influenced by, you know, memories. They can be influenced by a, a whole lot of things. But speech has dominion, right? It has dominion over, over our thoughts. So that's kind of the first idea I wanted to throw out there. And maybe um, if you want to give your just your stance on that, or if you've had any experience with this, Peter, but I know in my life, especially recently, you know, something I've been uh, really battling through is, and I, I don't know if I've, have I brought it, brought this up on the podcast previously? The, uh, steroid withdrawal. I don't know if you have not, maybe not in depth. Maybe you've referenced it. Okay. So just briefly, I'm going to explain. So I've been going through something that's called topical steroid withdrawal. It's a very, it's a little known condition in the States, uh, globally, it's recognized by the medical field as a real thing. And it is in the States too, just not like for whatever reason, they don't teach it in medical school. But my body has been physically withdrawing from the topical steroid, which so that's basically what you means... So runs in high school, huh? 
<laughs> exactly. I've never hit a home run in my whole baseball career. Me Besides inside the parks. Yeah, I hit a couple of those, but never over the no, fence. <laughs> no, I hit a lot to the fence, but I never yeah, hit it over. Right. Important to note that. <laughs> in fact, funny story. I remember when I was a freshman at Pickerington North, I hit a ball so high. I, I, I literally, I hit the, the so best almost the home run ever. <laughs> exactly. But... I remember this was the windiest day in the whole world. It was it was gusting in, boom, just blowing, blowing, That's blowing. That's every day out here in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I hit a ball so hard. I I remember I was in the batter's box. I don't know if you can relate to this, but like, you know, we're taught like, uh, you know, don't swing, don't swing for the fences every time, mm-hmm. right? Because if you swing for the fences, you're going to miss the ball a lot of the times. Yep. But I was in the batter's your, box. Pick your chin up, swing yeah. over the ball. Yeah. Exactly. Like, but I was in the batter's box and I was kind of having a tougher year in the, in with my hitting. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take one swing and I'm finally just going to swing as hard as I can. I don't care what happens. I'm going to give this all I have. And I rarely ever did that in my entire baseball career. And I finally did it. And I freaking squared the ball up. I I smacked that ball. And I was like, holy cow, that's gone. The best feeling is when you hear that like pop or the ping. Yeah. It's probably an aluminum bat. Yeah. Yep, it was my my Easton Typhoon bat. I still remember nice. it. Shout out Easton, but, the best best yeah. bats out there. <laughs> <laughs> but I hit this ball so high in the sky, and I was sure it was gone. My entire dugout like stood up, like, "Oh, <laughs> this ball flew!" But the wind was blowing so hard in that it was so high in the sky, it hit right before the fence, and their oh, left man. fielder was like running back like this. He finally like threw his glove up at the last <laughs> minute, and he somehow caught the ball. But right. I remember that because the, the very next day at school. Like in the hallways, I was getting recognition for this for my almost home run. That's how far I hit the ball in the sky. Yeah. But anyways, I don't even know how I got down that path. We're talking about steroids and I, I had to throw in that <laughs> okay. reference. Not, not talking about those type of steroids, but had to, so, had to throw in that yeah. reference. And, you know, both of us as baseball players, there's there's a lot of steroid use, especially in the 90s in, in Major League Baseball. So, yeah, yeah. Had to make I, that, I've never had used to make anabolic steroids just right, to clarify. Right. And that, he never did it so that he would be stronger playing baseball. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Yeah. But so my skin has been dealing with this thing called topical steroid. And basically what it is, is, you know, I have eczema. I had eczema as a kid. It kind of went away, you know, when, when I was like 12 or 13 years old and kind of came back in like little splotches like last summer. So I went to the doctor, they prescribed me this ointment and it was steroid ointment and I rubbed it on my skin and I would do it maybe once a week, put it on my eyelids. Occasionally I had a little rash came on my eyelid. Little did I know you're not supposed to put it on your face at all. There's no direction on this on the package whatsoever. So I didn't know, but kind of over time until, you know, this summer about May, these rashes kept coming back once every couple of weeks, getting like a little bit bigger, a little bit worse and then I had this horrible reaction in, in May. I woke up one day, my face was really red. My eyes, my eyelids were just horribly red. I was itching. And ever since then, I've been, I didn't know it at the time, but I went on steroids, kind of back off of them kind of twice, three times. And then I found out this thing called steroid withdrawal. And I, ever since about August, end of August, I completely stopped using any steroids. My body's been withdrawing from this. Well, you know, it's been very difficult because my skin has been, I, I've gotten one night of sleep in the past month. I finally got it last night. I was telling Peter, but I've Crazy been waking up that. yeah, multiple times throughout the night, itching furiously. My body's been like pretty much pretty badly in pain. My skin's been burning. Like every time I take a shower, it burns. Every time I touch water, almost it burns. Um, so this experience has been 
and I'm not even touching the tip of the iceberg here with, mm. with the whole thing, but long story short, it's been very challenging and difficult in my mental health and my spiritual, you know, walk. Mm-hmm. But this experience has taught me even further for this episode, the importance of speech and directing our thoughts. Because sometimes when you have those tough thoughts and you feel like, you know, you, you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you, you feel like you can't get out of this negative mindset, you have to speak. You have to speak. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes the only thing that can get you out of that rut is, no, this is not, you know, this is not who I am. This is not going to rule my life. Like I proclaim in the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. victory. You know, I, I proclaim the truth in the word of God and literally quoting scripture sometimes is, and oh, a lot wow. of the times, yeah, is what will pull me out of the rut because not even just talking about this condition. I'm just saying anything negative really in life, any battle you're going through, you have to speak out loud the truth of God's word because it has power. The mm-hmm. spiritual world around us responds to speech. And that's why there's such a battle on our speech. And, uh, and maybe I'll throw it to you here, Peter, but uh, just anything you want to respond to with that, but also kind of the subject of what we talked about several times, which is music mm-hmm. and speaking out loud, you know, these lyrics that, the spiritual world doesn't care. The demons in our in our spiritual realm do not care why you're saying what you're saying. All they care about is that you're saying it. Because when you say these words, they have power. So I'm going to give it to you, Peter. Uh, something we've talked about several times. Just, but if you want to touch on anything I said, or if just mm-hmm. take it in that direction, it's up to you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna table the music thing for a second because I want to share my experience, not to to compare it in any way, but more for the perspective of. You know, Joe kind of shared an example when there's physical evidence and there's something that you're really struggling with that I think everybody listening to this episode, myself included, and even Joe, can pull from about how to get through something that you're feeling, that you physically can see, whether it's, you know, a condition that you're dealing with with your skin or maybe it's it's somebody around you that you see struggling with something. For me, it's almost a similar type of way and even it, it honestly there's a lot of similarities that I see between the, the the two of these things for me it's a battle mentally of the mind with anxiety um, if, if you follow me on social media at all you've you've seen me share some of the things about uh, especially most recently on World Mental Health Day about just the ways that I've gone about that and how it really is an internal battle in our minds and you know I went through something similar you know it, it was a condition that that I grew up with as well that I kind of developed when I was around nine or ten I started kind of getting anxious about things and for me the thing honestly that I feel like at times can make it worse is that it makes me feel nauseous you know it'd be it'd be one thing to feel nervous but it's this feeling that like I just have to puke and it's it's the worst feeling that's the only way I can really describe it hmm. and um I'll get to I'll get to what helped with it too um because I I kind of jotted down a point where you were talking Joe but um you know I eventually got to a point where I you know thankfully I turned to this rather than some of the other things that people turn to when they have anxiety or or depression like drugs and alcohol and and sex and other other things that are that are full of sin I turned to you know anxiety medication because when it is especially in high school you know I think it was kind of this fear of like you know kind of being being on my own a little bit I feel like we probably all kind of feel a little bit you know when we're growing up and we know that we're gonna have to take care of ourselves and everything and there's gonna be a lot more responsibilities and so high school picked up and I was kind of like you know I want to be able to not have to deal with this and so um, I talked to talked to some doctors that that I think that we knew in the in the Columbus area and you know they they recommended you know this medication that kind of helps just 
it's almost like a, it's almost like a Benadryl type effect. Like it always made me super drowsy, and and it did help because it kind of like tones your down da- you down a lot. It kind of turns down your your brain activity. I'm sure I don't know the full science of it, but mm-hmm. it kind of helps with that. And so then I kind of it would be this almost like dependency type thing where I would take it and I obviously wouldn't feel any anxiety, wouldn't feel any nervousness or whatever, wouldn't feel nauseous, and that'd be great. But then when I didn't, it'd be like it'd be stronger when it came back. So in a similar way, it was kind of like that withdrawal thing. And so to tie it into this, what kind of got me through it is, first of all, what we've talked about with Think and Grow Rich a lot. We, we kind of probably have a, a specific episode or maybe a few that we've devoted to that a little bit more. But it really is having this understanding that God gives us control of our mind. And to tie it into this, what I wrote down is what I think has always been the best fix for it. Ever since I had it as a kid, when I would be in the bathroom nauseous at night, my mom would come in. And so shout out, shout out my mom for that. I, those moments were always miserable, but always so special. And I always kind of, kind of smile when I, when I think of those, those nights, even though, how, they, even though they're always very tough because of her support. And the mm-hmm. solution was vocalizing struggles. Like Joe talked about, it's, it's getting it out there. There is something that's so powerful innately about speaking about something. And I think it's, it's even when we do this podcast, I just feel so much closer to God when we do this, closer to Joe as a friend, closer to his word. Um, and I think it, it's not like you have to be necessarily with somebody. I think it is important to vo- vocalize scripture, verbalize it, even when you're by yourself. You know, when you're reading the word, sometimes to read a verse out loud, maybe to get that, like to really let it soak in. And so I think the power of vocalizing things, I've seen just exponentially help when I'm dealing with anxiety and being able to just talk about it, get it out there, kind of have that release is just, you know, nine times out of 10, or even if it's not an immediate fix, it helps kind of moving forward a little bit to like, get it out there. Let the people who are close to you that you love, that you care about that, that understand that at least in some capacity is such an important fix. And so I just wanted to stress the importance of, of vocalizing any struggle that you're going through. Again, whether it's something that you can't see, whether it's here in your mind, whether it's something that you're dealing with with your body, whether it's, you know, maybe you see another person struggling and that hurts your soul. I think verbalizing, vocalizing, talking about those struggles is is always the answer. First, and I think first you do come to the Lord and pray like, Lord, give me the words to say when I do vocalize this. But when you do get it out there in speech, there's so much power to that. And we'll kind of, I'm sure, expand on that a bit more throughout this episode. Yeah. And, you know, with situations like, you know, those nights where you'd be kind of riddled with anxiety or, you know, for me, situations recently where I felt like, man, like it's not getting any better. Like, when is this going to end? Um, I don't know if you can relate with this, but like when you start going down a negative thought pattern, hmm. it's almost easier to just let that continue. Like, you, like I've had moments where I don't feel like trying to change my mind. Like hmm. I don't feel like trying to like be positive, you know, because yeah. it's just, it takes so much effort. <laughs> so much. It's almost like negative momentum. Right. Yeah. But and it almost, it almost, what I would say to that quickly is it almost becomes comfortable in a weird yeah. sense, because I, when you said that, that's why, you know, in the video, you might've seen me kind of smile. Cause I'm like, that is exactly how I feel because I still battle anxiety. I mean, Joe even kind of saw it a bit when he came out here and visited, I'll be transparent about that. I'm not going to share all the details, but I definitely experienced some of that even when, even when they were out here. So he, he kind of got a, a look at what that really looks like. 
Um, but yeah, it is, it is sometimes it's like, it's almost like that becomes in a weird sense. I don't really know how to describe it. It almost becomes comfortable in a sense to be in that kind of negative thinking in a weird way. And so I'm sure, I'm sure you, you know, you kind of have some additional things to add, but I just kind of wanted to throw that in there real quick. Well, I think there's some parallels with just the concept that sin thrives in darkness Hmm. with, and, and it's not even necessarily sin here, like anxiety or just negativity or fear. Those aren't necessarily you being sinful, but those things also thrive in darkness, you know, and just getting it out into the light, speaking about it with somebody who you can trust that's not going to view you as weak or make you feel bad or whatever. Somebody who's not going to judge you, but, you know, that will love you through that can oftentimes change your perspective. Like last night, you know, I was feeling pretty negative and called my wife and we talked about it and you know, I was not really that positive in that whole conversation, but I realized after I hung up the phone, like, you know what, I'm, I'm choosing to be negative right now. Like as much as this kind of sucks, excuse my language. I don't like that word, but like as much as it sucked, it was still my decision of how am I going to, how am I going to view this? Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, we can have everything go wrong in our world. You know, we can have the worst circumstance. Look at Job hmm. and it's easy to like write that off as like, Oh, that's a, that's a Bible story. It's just a character in a story, but no, that's actually a real man. Like that's actually a real person who lost everything, everything, you know, everything. And I think it's like, we're so blessed in America that we have so many nice things over here that we don't really face a whole lot of hardship other than like maybe, you know, when our loved ones pass away or something like that. But you know, it's all about how we respond and I want to read a quote here from Think and Grow Rich because I was looking it up when you were when, earlier when you were speaking. And there's so many quotes we could pull from that book, but it's so true. And this aligns with scripture, maybe not specifically about the subconscious mind, but I, I want to just share this because it's super powerful. And this is about thought, which can be influenced by our speech, but this is about thought. It says, any impulse of thought which is repeatedly passed on to the subconscious mind is finally accepted and acted upon by the subconscious mind. There's a lot of evidence and research about the mind-body connection. Hmm. The mind is so influential over the body. Okay, there's been several stories I've read. You can read about like, you know, elderly couples who love each other and one passes away. And if, you know, if the other person mentally gives in and they say, I'm going to die, they, they end up passing away. Yep. But if that person is mentally strong and they say, I love this person so much, but I have my family to live for, they will live longer. Or if you have somebody with a cancer diagnosis, if they view that as the death of them, they're going to die from this. They can and often will die. But like my mom's a perfect example. Shout out to my mom hmm. of yep. somebody who got a deathly diagnosis twice now. She got it when she was, she, what was she? She was about 35 years old in 2008, I believe, 2009. And she, her doctor told her she had a 1% chance to live past like three months. And and she said, no, hmm. I have, I serve a holy God. Amen. And her mind and her decision to make up her mind. That's the thing. You have to make up your mind. This is not going to overcome me. That will have an effect. I don't care what doctors tell you. I don't care what anybody tells you. Our mind and our speech, which is influenced, our mind, which is influenced by our speech, yep. can determine the outcome of things. And it does, um, especially with our physical bodies. And it's sometimes e easy to like forget or like not fully believe because we live in such a, a world that's so like, you know, we want hard scientific evidence. We want studies that tell us this. Like, are you going to find a study that tells you 
hey, the words you say out loud are going to influence your mind, which is going to influence your spirit, which is going to influence your perspective. Are you going to find a study on that? Probably not. Hmm. But is it true? Yes, it's true. So I'm just, I get passionate about that (laughs) because I've seen the power of that concept and principle even recent as last night. Cause I think honestly that even influenced my, my sleep last night, you know, and just briefly touching on that again, like I haven't slept through a full night in almost a month. Hmm. And last night I finally slept through the night and it was so, oh, <laughs> I just woke up this morning, like praising God. Cause it's like, man, it's so nice to be able to sleep. <laughs> I miss sleeping. Something that a lot you know? of people take for granted for sure. Yeah. And, and I credit, you know, I have a lot of people praying for me, including you, which I really appreciate yeah. always will. Um, but you know, this is, this is a truth and maybe we can look into some scripture now and get into some of those, but I don't know if you have anything else you'd, you'd like to add to some of that or anything you want to touch on before we go into some scripture, but that's gets me fired up. Yeah. Yeah. It fires me up too. One, one just quick comment. I'll probably just leave it at this kind of a quick sentence. Um, I, I believe that what we allow to sit in the subconscious mind festers, and yeah. festers isn't a good word. So when we let bad things sit there, it can fester. But when we let good things dwell in our subconscious mind, good things will pour out of it. And so I just kind of wanted to wrote down that thought that the subconscious mind, what we allow to, to exist there and what we allow to stay there is what eventually kind of pours out in more of our, our conscious mind and into our speech. Yeah. And, you know, another thing I just remembered from Think Who Grow Rich kind of on that same line of thinking is, I don't know if you remember reading about Henry Ford in that book, but you know, a lot of Ford's uh, success as a businessman and like with the Ford, Ford motor company came because he would go to his team of engineers. He would go in his factory and say, this is what I want done. And they would look at him and say, sir, that's impossible. Hmm. It's not possible. He's like, I don't care. I want this done. And he would not take no for an answer. There's no such thing as impossible in the mind of a man like Henry Ford. And that's what I want to say is Philippians there should be no, yeah, there, there should be no such word as impossible. There's no Amen. such thing as cannot, Yep. you know, <laughs> in any of our vocabularies. And that's why, you know, that's why I was saying my dad, I don't, I'm so lucky to have a dad that I have that taught me that concept. I mean, <laughs> Like, what are the chances of that even? Because that's that's basically a principle from Think and Grow Rich. <laughs> My right. dad's sitting here teaching me this. Maybe at he like secretly read it. Years maybe old. he read it to you when you were a baby, and that's why he loved it so much. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. I don't know. But yeah, we can kind of, we probably should get into script, some scripture here because this yeah. is mostly just anecdotal stories, but it's true. Right. It is true. It's I true. think sometimes. Sometimes it's important, maybe, maybe to have done it in a reverse order, but sometimes we get into the stories. Like, I think it's better to supplement the word with stories to kind of be like, here's what the word says, here's what an experience is. But I don't think the order yeah. really matters too much ultimately at the end of the day. Cause I think, I think both are equally important um, to have. It's maybe, I would say probably the word is maybe more important technically, but I think it's important too to be able to see evidence of that. So, yeah, I'm ready to dive into scripture. I don't know if you wanted to start with, with James passage to, to get started. Yeah, I can look that up. and I have it pulled up if you want me to get into reading it. Well, I, yeah, you can do that. But first of all, let's just the most basic proof and example of mm-hmm. what I believe is God telling us from the very beginning of the Bible. This is the power of your speech. By the creation of the universe, mm-hmm. God spoke into existence the universe. Yeah. Okay? He spoke. God spoke. Let there be light. And there was light. 
All right. The, the words of God are, is what created that. So I think that's just showing us right there. Our creator is telling us the power of your speech is this. I created, you know, light. I created the universe out of speech. Yep. So I just think that's a profound example right there from the very beginning. Genesis uh, 1, 1, 3. Yeah. A tone setter really for, yeah. for the rest of existence, really. Yep. So, yeah. But I'll, I'll get into James 3, if that's cool. Yeah. Perfect. So this is James 3, starting in verse 1. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we could turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Wow. All kinds Mm. of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. (laughs) Okay, hold on a second. (laughs) Probably want to stop there before we kind of turn this around a little bit. Yeah. Hold up, pause. Is yeah. this not crazy? <laughs> pause, rewind. Like, <laughs> that's what, like, I think, I think I added this to the outline, right? Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was something I added. Unless, am I getting it mixed up? Because I, I think I remember reading this and I was like, this is like, this is by far probably the most powerful scripture you're going to find on the importance of speech in the tongue. Like, I, I was kind of shocked, honestly. Because I, I remember reading through James at several points in my life and all that and kind of going back to it, but reading this again and paying attention to this, the way it's worded is like, dude, that's, that is powerful. Yeah. That is powerful. So you can finish out the, the section if you want, but yeah, geez, I mean, deadly I think poison. It's, it's kind of a wake up call too. Like yeah. when the word, it shows that the words that we say can, again, a great force is set on fire by a small spark. You know, we can burn down relationships. We can burn down opportunities that we have, you know, just by, by a single word really can sometimes do it. Is, is that's all it takes sometimes. Yep. So I think this is the good verses to read if you feel convicted about the words that you have to say. Kind of a, a good, and maybe even if you don't necessarily feel convicted, but if you just want to improve in that area. And then here's here's the more positive side of it. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, well, okay, there's still it's a little ne- little negative in here. <laughs> and <laughs> the with positive. it, we, yeah, the first part there is positive. <laughs> with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. I think for all Christians, something I don't hear taught a lot in the church is the practice of speaking less. Okay. This is like a secular kind of idea that I've heard taught on YouTube a lot with men's self-improvement content, something I love to consume Mm -hmm. in the past. Same here. Um, 
stoicism, you know, speaking less, having your words mean more when you speak them, not just babbling on. Nobody likes somebody who just talks and talks and talks. <laughs> That's a good principle, but like, I think it should, it needs to be combined with speaking less because we're, you're wise enough to not talk yourself into, into a hole. But also when you speak, speaking good things, you know, uplifting anybody it's easy. That's what I'm saying. It's easy to like dog on somebody. It's always easy to, to jump in on gossip. It's tempting. It's, you know, I don't know what it is about human nature, but like, I think speaking negatively or, or criticizing somebody, even if they're a famous figure is it's like easy to do. And it's kind of entertaining to do. Cause in, in a weird way, I think it makes us feel better about ourselves. If we're able to criticize somebody else, yeah. like, Oh, look what they're doing. I can never do that. But uh, a principle that in a person down to bring yourself up. Yeah. And I think, you know, like something I've heard taught system. a lot too is uh, from Jordan Peterson. Like I think in his house he has like portraits of many things, but I think he has like some evil uh, world leaders from, from history in there because he said it reminds him that like human beings are capable of horrible things and you should never be in a position to say, I would never do that. And he's like, you know, we look at the Nazis in Germany these days and think, I would never do that. But can you really fully say that? Because if you were living in that culture, you know, like a lot of the German citizens, you probably would look at it and say, oh, they're pretty good people before the, before all that happened. And of course I would say I would never do it. But the point is, can you really say you would never do that? And also that, that, that aligns with what we're saying here, which is like, can you really say, for example, a celebrity who does something horrible, can you really say you'd never do that? Or are you just not in that position and tend to make that mistake publicly? You know, the human heart is, can be deceitful. And I think that's why we, with our speech, should be edifying. We should, we should speak less. We should think more before we speak, what it's saying here. But also when we speak, we should be edifying. And I think that's the point there with making sure that whatever comes out of our mouth is what, like it says, clean water, you know, or, or pure water, not salt water. Right. So I, I just think that that's a good... Just a good principle to hold on to and to um, to contemplate there from that section. Yeah, and I think another thing that comes to mind with what you're talking about there is when Jesus says, you know, let your yes be yes and your no be no. So saying like, what, uh, speculating things, you know, it's it's much more godly, I would say, in a way to, you know, again, it, yeah, let your yes be yes and your no be no, not to speculate much. Um, and another thing that God, that, that Jesus said during his ministry, I'll have to try to look up this verse, see if I could find it, but something about like, you know, not swearing. And when I say swearing, I'm, I mean, obviously he says, you know, not to have foul language, but I'm talking about like, I swear that I'll do this. It, he even like the word says to not do that. And, and I'll see if I could find, find, especially, with, with especially before the Lord, especially to make a vow to God. That's, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. You know, there's been... I have there here. have been things like in my life, like sin that I've been frustrated with in the past. This is like way in the past, but thinking about it where I've like prayed like, Lord, I, I, I vow to never do this again. And then you find yourself slipping again, you know, and it's like, you don't want to make those promises to God, especially, but like, even in life, I think we should be very selective about commitments that we verbally mm-hmm. make. Yeah. James, you know. James five twelve is, is the verse. There might be another one that I'm thinking of, but this fits pretty well with what I was thinking, what you were saying too. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. 
All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. Right. Yeah. And I kind of want to, I'm going to make a very like, maybe out of left field point here, but just, just to like tie this into like, how is this practical in our lives? I mentioned the music thing before. I'm not, yeah. I don't want to fully go into music right now, but I, I want to mention something, a lyric from one of the most popular songs of all time. This spreads across generations, old, young alike. The song Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. All right. We all know it. And there's a line in that song and I credit my wife. She's beautiful. She's smart. She knows a lot of these things, right? She picks up on small things like this. But I said, hey, you realize that this line in the song says, says this? And she's like, whoa, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. There's a line in the song, Bohemian Rhapsody, that says, and I quote this because I'm not speaking this over my life. Yep. I'm quoting, yeah. <laughs> Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me. As you're singing this song out loud. That's why I don't like you, that song. I've noticed you're that You're verbalizing. Too. <laughs> you're verbalizing that a, a ranking prince of demons. I have a mm-hmm. book over here. It's a, a dictionary of angels and demons and their powers. Another podcast over coming up soon. Speaking hell. of. Yes. But you, you're a verbal, you're speaking out commanding that, a, that a ranking demon in hell has a devil put aside for you. That's not a great thing to speak over your life. Okay. No. And that's what you're saying when you sing that line out of that song. And that doesn't even begin to get into a lot of the lyrics that we see in, in oh. 21st century rap. Way worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know or about even, worse, but equally. Or, or even like the music videos. Like I steer away oh from gosh. a lot of stuff, but I've seen stuff online. About Who is it? Doja Cat? Have you seen Doja that Cat stuff? most recently literally Holy has a con- song called Demons, I think is the name of the song. Sam Smith, it's performance at the Grammys. What's Lil Uzi um, Vert, we all know. Lil Uzi Vert. Um, who's, the, who's the guy who sang Old Town Road? Lil Nas X. Uh, Lil Nas X. Yeah, with the, with the Satan Shoe and his... One of the songs that he had recently, I forget what it's called, like Montero or something, maybe. Yeah. Very satanic stuff in that. I mean, it is. Lucifer well, it, is known it, as the the fallen angel of light and is known for the, you know, in his time in heaven for being, you know, musically the I think he was the best when it came to like, you know, musically. Um, yeah. At the time, as he was created to glorify God and then ultimately, obviously, falling away yeah and something i'm going to go ahead and add this to the outline or to the um we have a log of episode ideas we keep for mm-hmm. for this podcast but i something i want to put on there now is is symbolism speech mm-hmm. and curses and yeah. i because there's a lot of things we don't even pay attention to in our lives that we can we can speak over our lives and we're, we're kind of talking about it in this episode but we need to we need to dedicate a whole episode to it and it's about cursing and because yeah. what i'm saying about that lyric some people might say well you you say it you're singing it you don't mean it but again speech speech is very powerful in the spiritual realm it's very powerful what you say has a direct direct impact on your future self and if you speak these things over your life they have power Okay, you you are literally cursing your life. You're setting curses upon yourself. Um, and that's why we see continually here in these following scriptures. I'm just going to kind of run through some of these because we have basically like one and two lines here. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 8, 20, 18, 21. The tongue has power of life and death. Mm-hmm. Life and death, literally. And those who love it, it will eat its fruit. Ephesians 4, 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Colossians 4, 6, let your conversation be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Hmm. Matthew 12, 30, this is powerful right here, 12, 36 through 37. 
I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Hmm. Do you want to be on judgment day with Jesus Christ saying that you spoke, Beelzebub, has the devil put aside for me? No. <laughs> no. And, and no. you don't. You definitely don't want to say some of these other lyrics you've mentioned in the 21st century right. with what? Some rap music and things like that. Nor well, even, do you want to be even in like the pop songs that get played on radio when you go to the mall or that are on the radio in the car. Just, you know, it's not it's not just the, the rap stuff. I feel like it's easy to to hone in on that. And I even just kind of did it earlier because it's a bit more it's a bit more vulgar in the speech. There's a lot more like curse words. But a lot of the stuff, even in some like pop type music has has some, you know, deep kind of evil meaning behind it. Yeah. So, like, like for example, Juice World robbery. We all know the song. Hmm. She told me to put my heart in the bag. Right here, quote unquote. I'm making it worse. I'm digging up a grave from my past. I'm a whole different person. It's a gift and a curse, but I cannot reverse it. I can't reverse it. it sounds like giving up your soul to, to uh, the devil, yeah. really. We could go down the whole flip, long flip, list. You can flip that around in a good way that we bury our old self in sin and we turn it over to Christ, but I don't think that's what that song is talking about. <laughs> no, no. And there's, there's a lot of songs we could talk about. We yeah. can't even scratch the surface of in this episode, but yeah, I, I want to, let's go ahead and add a side note and just mental note. And I'll put on the, on the, the true North talk landing here. Yeah. Just symbolism and cursing and, and you know, the meaning of all that. Yep. Um, it's effect on our lives. Yeah. That's so. definitely something we can devote a whole episode to for sure. Yeah. So yeah, we're talking about here. So it's crazy. Yeah. Cause like sometimes like we schedule this episode and we, you know, this, this episode was supposed to be specific in scope, but it's like when you touch on these type of topics, we almost have to speak about this generally even because if we try to like fully talk about all these things, it would be a three hour episode. Yeah. So, um, it can be a ser- I feel like there's a series instead. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the general theme here was just you know, like the importance of what we say, mm-hmm. being selective about what we say, and how that can influence our thoughts and how that can therefore influence our lives. Yeah. You know, so I, I hope everybody, and I, I don't want to cut this short if you had anything else you want to touch on. You seem like you had something you want to say there, but um, this, you know, episode, I think it's good to say this out loud, even because it's just a helpful reminder for our lives. And there's just so many different like impacts that this can have in our life. Like whether it's you out with friends and they're talking negatively about somebody, you just don't engage, you know, you don't go there, um, at work or something like that. Gossip around, around the job talking about this person, you know, something you could take away from this episode is I have a personal policy. I don't speak negatively about anybody, whether you dislike them or not, mm-hmm. because, what you'll find, as the, as Scripture says, pull the log out of your own eye before you pull the speck out of your brother's eye. Yep. If you if you criticize somebody for one something they're doing, I honestly think like not in a karma type of way, but you are just setting up for yourself a continual mountain of like expectations of I have to perform, I have to be this and that because I'm criticizing everybody else. If you don't criticize others, there's no pressure, right? You don't have yeah. any spiritual pressure to perform because you understand I'm fallen as well. Yep. So whether it's changing your mindset to be more positive, believing in yourself, believing you can change your circumstances, or just simply edifying your spirit and protecting yourself from falling short and being hypocritical, I think is just so, so important that we all understand the power of the tongue. As it says in James 3, 1 through 12, um, 
the tongue can literally be poison. Hmm. Poison. Fire. Yeah, fire and poison. A deadly fire. So I, I just, you know, may we all grasp this and understand the importance of speaking mm-hmm. good things. Yeah. So do you have anything else to add there, Peter? I would just add, you, you kind of touched on it in kind of what, like, you know, the summary outro, whatever you want to call it, um, that like the mind too, the power that it has in the mind. I think it's, it's a symbiotic relationship too. what is in the mind will come out of the mouth and what comes out of the mouth is what's in the mind. Um, you can kind of look at it from both perspectives. I know it sounds like it's the same, but I think if you approach it in different ways, it is a little bit different. What you allow to sit and fester in your mind, if it's if it's bad, evil thoughts, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. And in the same way, if you're saying, if you're saying, you know, demeaning things, critiquing others, and th- there's a big difference too between critiquing and, and like criticizing and being, you know, aggressively just tearing somebody apart, tearing them down and offering, you know, constructive ideas for how they can get better. There's a big difference between the two. And so I think it is, it's that connection between the words that you say and the thoughts that you have. Just kind of want to emphasize that to, to close here because I think that's so important and it's important too. I know it's, it's easy to get caught up in selfishly like, Oh, you know, I don't want people to bring me down, but think about from, from their perspective too, when you're saying, uplifting things to them think about the positive impact that that can have on them like for me and joe i think about you know joe's you know your dad with the the words that he uplifted you with and i'm sure the words that that sarah and even myself to some extent have been offering as you go through the sin uh, through the skin issue and and then for myself you know with anxiety having having somebody like my mom and 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 joe also at times to help with that and and brooke as well has been has been a big help with that as well so just you know as much as you can be that positive uplifting word um for somebody else because we we actually didn't reference this but i'm gonna do it now because i feel like it kind of closes it well proverbs 15 1 and 2 a gentle answer turns turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger the tongue of the wise adorns knowledge but the mouth of the fool gushes folly and i think there's there's just so much power to the words that we say and we can either build somebody up or we can tear them down and let's let's be christians and let's be people who who build others up yeah, and I think an analogy that kind of just popped up in my mind is I think the tongue is almost like a loaded gun. Hmm. You know, it's something we have. It's or you could say it's like a sword. We wield a very powerful weapon, hmm. but are we going to use that to destroy and you know speak curses over our lives and other over others' lives and be negative and destructive, or are we going to use that weapon to protect our soul? And I think we can go either way. You know, God gives us, I guess you could maybe say the free will to speak, but we have that choice of how are we going to use this very powerful weapon? Mm-hmm. Are we going to be a, a, a prayer warrior, right? Are we going to be a, somebody who has who has very powerful impact in the spiritual realm in prayer? You know, I, I think a good a good like good thing to keep in mind that I recently started trying to practice and I, I say try because I'm still working on it, but like, you know, for example, when you say, oh, I'm going to pray for you, like, it's easy to say that, mm-hmm. but like actually following through, like, right. I'm not going to say I'm going to pray for you unless I'm actually going to pray for you. Yeah. And sometimes that means, do it. yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that means literally just taking a, a half a minute when you say that and just praying, Lord, yeah. you know, help this person, Amen. but saying what you're going to doing, what you're going to say and upholding your word and, and yep. just being selective with your speech. Cause you don't want to be somebody who just says all these things never follows through. Mm-hmm. Right. You want to mean what you say and do what you say. So 
I just think, yeah, I agree with everything you said. And I think it's just a great episode for a refresher for us. And I, mm-hmm. I just, you know, for everybody out there who maybe is not as, as disciplined with their speech and their tongue, which I have definitely been there myself many times, something I'm still yeah. working on, but me too. I just think it's a great thing to keep on our minds as much as we possibly can. So mm-hmm. I hope everybody took something from something from this episode and uh, I think it'd be a great time to go ahead and pray. Yeah. Yeah. I can. You want to go ahead and lead that lead off? Yeah. Yeah. Father God, I thank you for, for another opportunity to just speak about, speak about your words, speak about the important principles that are in your word. And Lord, a passage that I read today, uh, just in my, my own personal reading today was I think Psalms 119 reading about how, the law is just something for us to glorify in and to be thankful for and not to feel like we're overwhelmed by it. And I think that applies to speech. You know, there are laws about our speech that you've put in place ultimately to, to glorify you, but also to benefit us. The, the words that we say, if they're positive, Lord, they, they build others up, they strengthen our relationship with others and, and ultimately most importantly with you. And so I thank you, thank you that there is so much power in our words. And I just pray that we would use that, again, solely to uplift your kingdom and to uplift others around us and to provide an encouraging word when, when somebody around us need, someone around us needs it. And, and also when we're going through our own struggles, Lord, that you would give us the courage to vocalize that because I know sometimes it is, it is tough to, to share with others things like what, what Joe and I both shared, you know, when we're going through struggles in life, it's easy to guard that close to the chest, even sometimes with those that we love. So I pray that you would just open open all of our hearts lord to just turn things over to you first and foremost and also to feel feel comfortable and at peace sharing those things with others around us and again thank you also like joe said it's a tool it can be it can be a sword or a gun i think another picture too that was in your it's in your word lord is that it is a fire a fire can either burn down an entire forest and cause destruction or when it's when it's controlled and when it's tamed, Lord, it can provide warmth and and protection, even in a sense. So I pray that mm-hmm. that you would help our fire of the tongue to be something that provides warmth and and comfort to others and not destruction. Yeah, I just pray, Lord. I, I agree with everything Peter said and prayed, and I just uh, pray over all of our listeners today and everybody who is not even listening today that may listen in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, that we all just grasp. The, un, the importance of our speech and understand its true impact in the spiritual realm and in, in, in our world, in our lives. And that I just pray, Lord, that you'd give us the discipline and the strength to use our speech selectively. And as Proverbs, or excuse me, Psalm 3730 says here, the mouths of the righteous utter wisdom and their tongues speak what is just. May we speak what is just and utter wisdom so we may walk in righteousness, righteousness Lord. And I pray that others would know us by our conduct and that we actually live out our faith every day. We're not just living a double life uh, that we just in the moments when nobody's looking, we still practice everything that we, that we preach. Amen. And Lord, may we, may we preach only what is important and that needs to be heard. Um, I just pray that we keep short accounts that we would do what we say. We follow through and uh, that we bless others with our conduct and our speech. And, um, I want to pray over everybody listening right now. And Peter and I both, Lord, if there's ever anything we've spoken over our lives, we just speak against that in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. Uh, we speak only blessing and uh, protection over our future. And I pray over that over all our listeners. I pray you continue to bless our mission here with True North and what is soon to be known as True North Ministries. Hmm. And we're thankful for this friendship, this podcast. I pray you bless our endeavors moving forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Well, thank you for listening to episode eight of season two of True North Talk. I uh, hope, hope you guys are excited about. Sorry, excuse me. What'd you say? I said hope it was great. Episode eight. Episode eight. Hope it was great. Hope you guys are as excited as we are about our future here. Um, thank you for all of our loyal listeners who listen in every week. Um, our commitment to you is that we're going to keep bringing our best foot forward and trying to build this and grow this into something that you'll be very proud of one day. So stick with us, uh, pray for us, pray with us. And yeah, we just really appreciate you listening. So make sure you like and rate the podcast, share it with somebody who needs to hear it. And we will see everybody in episode nine. Have a good evening. Peace.